0: Hi, my name is Eris Omar, and this is Scale Up with Harmony, the podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs who want to scale their business online without sacrificing any aspect of their life. You want to achieve all your lofty business goals, foster beautiful relationships, and then you want to be proud of your health. I'm glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll discover actionable strategies, tactics, and inspiration that you can apply to your unique situation. If this is appealing and exciting to you, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, and let's get on this journey together. Hi, Stephanie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing magnificently. How are you doing, Aris?
0: Doing fantastic. So, Stephanie is an amazing person, human being. You've been around the world. You've uh, been a diplomat. You are now a coach. Uh, You're gonna tell us a lot more about this. And really the focus of our conversation uh, with you, which is exciting to me, is how is one able to tell that there's an issue when life seems to be perfect? So after I'm framing this, I'm just going to give you the floor now to maybe introduce yourself formally. Maybe let us know about your background, not just professionally, but also personally, as far as your upbringing, what part of the world did you grow up and all that stuff. But I want to leave it open so that you can take it wherever you want to take it just an introduction
1: awesome um so my name is stephanie hilborn and i'm a former diplomat turned holistic healer uh holistic uh educator life coach and i am a catalyst for change in individuals and i have lived in a lot of different countries i am a native of san francisco and i grew up sailing in san francisco bay as as a young woman and Mm. i was i learned a lot just from being in nature to be honest with you and learning that accountability begins with with showing up for yourself and showing up in the way that you are and um Everything in nature will just put you in your place if you're not in alignment. And so that's what nature has taught me. My ambition when I was young was to live in lots of different countries and to speak lots of languages. So I speak French, Spanish. I've lived in France, Spain, the UK. I've lived in, I did my master's in London on ethnic conflict and nationalism. I lived in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia which um, was invaded by Russia in 2008. Controversial topic. There was a conflict of some sort between Russia and Georgia, um, if we're trying to be politically correct here. And I lived in Bosnia. I lived in Panama. I lived in Colombia. I have spent time in Ethiopia, South Africa, Honduras, Democratic Republic of Congo, and other places in, in South and Central America and Africa and I love learning from different cultures. I love being challenged by what is considered to be normal. And I like to challenge all of those things. And my life changed when I was hit by a surfboard in my first post in Panama, my eye turned purple for six weeks and I was immediately humbled having to wear a suit and walk into a U.S. embassy with one eye looking normal and one eye looking a little different for people. And, uh, On the same beach, six about five months later, I met my teacher. Uh, Someone linked to my teacher, and my life completely changed. I went from just being a diplomat to studying holistic healing arts and um, indigenous wisdom from elders from Colombia. And I learned that everything I expected and thought about the world was actually not true. So I've learned to question at the deepest level, and I offer that to my clients, and I offer that in everything that I teach and share with people.
0: Wow. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I'm excited about this because I'm more of a rational person. It sounds like you're more less of a rational person, but maybe I'm wrong. You're going to fix, fix it cool. right now. <laughs> Beautiful. So let's just go back in time. Who oh, is Stephanie maybe in her teens? What are the influences that... Because uh, you did travel a lot. You speak a lot of language. You well-traveled, world cultured um, I don't want to be stereotypical here, but typically, folks from the first world, let's just say they don't travel as much in third world countries, second world countries. This is just a thing. Why were you so interested? Have you been so interested at a young age to discover the world and go out of your comfort zone and, and all that stuff?
1: That's a really great question. And that's what I, that's the million dollar question of how I work with youth and how I work with clients to make that catalyst. Catalytic change from where they're at to where they might like to be, or where their parents might like them to be. Um, how should I answer that question? Um, when I was, th- I went to a, I went to a private, a private school, and I learned French for five years. And I was offered a study exchange program um, my freshman year of high school. And uh, after five years of French, I managed to get lost in Grenoble. No, it was Nice. I got lost in Nice, and I realized that I couldn't understand what anyone was telling me. And I was like, I spent five years studying French. This is not acceptable. I need to be able to communicate. And so, the 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 program coordinators wanted me to just go with them and. I was like, no, I have to use my language skills to get out of this. I cannot just be rescued and moved into like savior mode. I have to, I have to find a way to do this. And so, um, I got in trouble because I didn't listen to them, but I, I did find my way back to where I needed to go. And I did, I did figure it out because I'm stubborn, like that determined and, uh, I set a commitment to myself that I'm going to learn every language that I learn and be able to communicate fluently in the way that I can. And so I learned uh, German. I learned my German is not great, but it's okay. Um, I learned Spanish. I'm fluent in Spanish. And then I learned bits of Bosnian, bits of Georgian. And in college, I learned pieces of my friends' languages Turkish, Arabic, Russian. Um, little pieces of Swedish when I was living in Spain because I just like to learn. And my intrigue comes from my dad was obsessed with World War II and he was obsessed with war. And so I, I grew up looking at maps. I grew up looking at atlases and I spent time looking at an atlas and I was intrigued by geography, by coastlines, by what what were the people like in these countries? Did they have similar values, similar viewpoints? Were they what were they like? And so I had this deep curiosity and intellectual um curiosity that is quite large. So that's how I ended up learning languages and living overseas. And if you want to know how I ended up in the global south and second third second and third country, second and third, um, Level countries. I like to say global south because I think all the other terms are a little bit colonistic because these countries are poor because of the way that they were exploited by colonization. So I got bored with Europe, to be honest. I got bored with um, with the superioristic sort of mindset and I wanted to understand from people from these countries, these other parts of the world, what was their perspective on all of these things? Because I spent time in French. Well, French education systems and English education systems and Spanish education systems and I wanted to hear from the people themselves and I saw the disconnect between how people from Argentina and people from Uruguay and other places viewed themselves versus how Spanish viewed people from those countries so that's how I ended up going to countries that were not so common in my early 20s and beyond
0: Okay, this a beautiful, beautiful story. Now, if we we're to, I guess, fast forward a little bit to more recent years, so I suspect you were a diplomat, then you moved back to the States. Where did the appeal or interest for coaching, um, transformation, and um, everything else really... Uh, started.
1: I had a revelation when I was working for the US government that working within the system was not going to change anything at in, in the way that I needed it, that I wanted it to because systems yeah. by nature don't change. People change and systems change when people make them change and so I wanted to create social change networks so that we could embody and envision a better future and a better present for everyone in the world. And I was working on democracy issues globally and there's nothing more slow than changing democracy issues and peace building issues. You're looking at individuals and countries that have Established narratives on who people are and what people do. And they're stuck in their pain body and their trauma body. And they're stuck in a deep, profound level of injury and hurt that they're not even aware of. And they're just creating more and more injury to each other. And like in Bosnia, for example, we had different education books created, um. and the different ethnic groups would not use the books and they kept using the books in Bosnia from the other countries which had fought a war against each other and so like the Croats in, Croat- the Croats in Bosnia were learning from the Croatian books and they, they were learning from the Serbian books and let's just say these books were not friendly, they were not, they were not happy books. They were talking about who bad people are and who the good people are and it was children, little children. had no exposure to war were propagating hate from the media, from their parents, and from books. So I realized to make change, you needed to work individually with people. And so my inspiration for moving into coaching and to the type of consulting work I do is from my deep love of
0: humanity. Beautiful. Now, for somebody like me who is, as I said earlier, a bit more of a rational members type of person, what is a transformation transformation life coach in in simple terms? Cause if you tell me you are a growth coach, okay, that coach can help me grow my business. Relationship coach, I can I could see that. But a life or maybe here's a better question for you, Stephanie. What are the symptoms your typical client suffers from or that they show that basically indicates that hey, Stephanie or life coach is the person I need to go talk to 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 figure out what's going on or maybe to address the issues?
1: What a beautiful question, Adis. I would say dissatisfaction, internal conflict, light degrees of addiction to cell phone, medium degrees of addiction to cell phone, not being able to turn off, not feel not feeling satisfaction, I think, would be the best indicator just because it's indic- indicative of so many other challenges and so many people have this challenge of not being satisfied and it's basically leading towards burnout. It can lead towards addictions that just get magnified and then it can almost cripple your business because you are not able to manage it because there's too much coming in and not enough being processed and integrated inside of yourself like we have so many different experiences from our life and every experience needs to be in- integrated within ourselves and if it's not integrated it can either create towards baggage or it can lead towards well bias or something else
0: but here's my question to you stephanie in my personal life or in my own life Every single time that I had that friction, that discomfort, that feeling of yeah, something is not right, that's where I've been able to achieve the things that were never that was not able to achieve or overcome some of the obstacles. so where is the the balance, if you will, between this pain is bad or this discomfort is bad versus this discomfort is good, if my question makes sense,
1: that's a. That's a very good question as well. And it's a complicated question because it depends for each individual. And it depends on the level of determination, the level of challenges which have been not integrated that could possibly be traumas. I personally come from the the back the background and understanding that everyone has trauma. It's just a question of if there's been a supportive network around you that's been helpful to to learn and grow from that, or if it has been not allowed and a lot of society and a lot of education systems and a lot of the corporate mindsets and even capitalism can lead towards a slightly not helpful growth mentality and it can lead towards you questioning yourself, undermining yourself and compromising yourself and your values in order to conform
0: to what is the status quo and the norm. So let's go with two scenarios. One is I have a discomfort. I know I have to fight through it and I have to get over it because that's part of the game. And another one where I don't want to fight the where I go through how essentially what are the things that I need to consider coming to you versus not coming to you. I know you mentioned that it's really it depends on the person, it depends on the upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. But are you saying either way go to go seek from help uh, for help, sorry? And the help would tell me, okay, that's fine. It's a good friction. You need that. You know, carry on. Or do you have any other suggestion that I can basically a checklist or maybe something I could diagnose myself and figure out, okay, this is fine or this is not fine?
1: There's so much to unpack there.
0: Let's go. That's what we're here for.
1: (laughs) It's a great universal question because it always... It's the same in in countries. And when you're working with a country, for example, like do you intervene in this conflict or do you let them work it out by themselves? And it's a lot easier to figure that out, even though most global leaders make a mess of global affairs because that's just sort of how global affairs seems to be working these days. But for an individual, it really gets down to your comfort level. I'll tell you I'll give you an example. I sure. I had a, a dizziness challenge at one point. I went to the doctor just because I was curious what they would say. They gave me something that was a printout from online and it did not help at all. I knew I needed different advice. And so I knew it was something different from what the Western medicine system would tell me. And so I asked my teacher about it and he essentially said it was energetic forces that were interfering interfering with everything. And it was also a a spinal adjustment challenge. It was linked to my spine. The dizziness was linked to my spine. And you need a specialist sometimes to be able to tell you what is going on. And sometimes you might not think what you have going on is a problem, and you might think it's normal. And in some parts of the world, they... They have certain certain procedures that they do to women in some parts of Africa, and they might think that's perfectly normal, but it's not normal in other parts of the world. And so health challenges might develop because of that. And your version of normal is different than everyone else's version of normal. So sometimes you need an outside perspective and a mirror to see that what you've got going on is easily helpable. It's easily shiftable, and it just involves shifting it. So for example, like if you have dyslexia or maybe ADHD, there are some solutions that you can, you can look at for that. And if you just think, I have to spend longer trying to read, I need longer trying to do homework, there are different solutions. And so for an individual, satisfaction and just knowing that something is wrong. So I need a specific example of like something specific.
0: I can give you, I can give you a specific because. The audience, the folks listening and watching this, they are all established um, business owners. So I'm trying to help folks figure out in a specific situation, you may feel some discomfort and that's good as you felt in the past and then we overcame those issues and those hurdles, and discomfort. That's what got you to the next level versus no, this type of pain here, this type of discomfort here is not good because it's going to kill you. So that's essentially the angle I was coming from when i come up came up with the question so going going back to your question around specific example i'm just trying to look at my past and i can think of one right now but i know sometimes you're working hard you're working hard you get frustrated because you don't get the result and or even if you want to expand your business and you're trying so hard but it's not clicking it's not happening how do you know that okay you need to keep on pushing because you have to persevere that's where you get the good result versus no that's actually an indication that no this path or this new venture you're trying to get to is not it's not for you so it's basically the same type of question i'm trying to get an answer to and i love putting that question to different folks because some would say you just feel it you just feel it's 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 not the right way others would say you need to go all the way all the way, all the way until you can't afford it anymore so um, I can't think of a specific example, but maybe giving you a little bit more, more context, just like I did, could be a, a little bit helpful.
1: Yeah. I can tell you from this perspective. So from a, from a trauma perspective, trauma comes because there is something that you're here to master. And so, so that's the same thing with challenges in life. Challenges come because you're here to master those particular set of conditions. And sometimes you might need help with those specific set of conditions because it can be to such an extreme that you just don't know how to manage it all. If you have a house full of clutter, for example, and you don't know how to organize, you might, you might need someone, someone's help to actually unpack all that stuff. And if you have such a degree of overwhelm with something, it can be so much that you're not able to do it by yourself. And sometimes you just really need extra assistance. And sometimes you need to master it by yourself and see the piece that you weren't able to see. And so how do you know whether it's those two things? What do I want to do? And then maybe doing the opposite. And that's a good way to bring Mm -hmm. in that element. It's hard to answer all these questions cuz it's the question of who's in control. Is it your ego in control or is it your spirit that's in control? And the ego and like the mind might like throw you, throw yourself in front of the bus because it's it's so spiteful or you have all your saboteurs that are armed and dangerous inside of you and you you want vengeance for the last time you failed with your business or something like that and it's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to go in and like save the day or whatever but um so if your spirit's in control and you're in a good grounded place and you've done a decent amount of like self healing practices and self and grounding practices and you can ask yourself that question individually do I need help with this do I need individual help with this or can I do this by myself and that's one way to really know and ask yourself the question. If you're in a nice, grounded, relaxed state of pure being, like after you go to the beach or something like that, lying down on the beach or walking in nature and asking yourself the question, what do I need to do to accomplish this? So one of my business goals is to, to be more visible so that there's a different perspective out there on global affairs a different perspective on there on on what nature is what the environment is and practices that can revitalize everyone towards being their best selves and overcoming obstacles and the truth is is that you need you need self-care practices and you also need to put yourself out there my, I don't really want to put myself out there. And that's how I know that I'm doing what I need to be doing because I, I'm looking at my limitations and what my challenges were as working for the U.S. government and them not wanting you to speak unless you're on talking points and it's been approved in so many different ways. And so part of my growth and part of my healing is doing the thing that I don't want to do. And it's putting myself out there.
0: So I have two thoughts that came to mind as you we were speaking. The first one was to find out from you what is a, one of the most memorable transformation that you brought to one of your clients? Oh, I forget what he, what he was, but yeah, let's start with the first one. And maybe the second one will, will, will come to me. Just a couple of examples, or maybe one more, like I said, most memorable example of transformation you brought to the client. What were the situation before when they came into your door and then what the situation, were the situation afterwards?
1: Okay. The best and most memorable transformation I have with one of my clients is I'm working with someone who is on a lot of prescription medicine and basically had severe depression, anxiety, and lots of behavioral challenges as a teenager. And I have helped him get off of multiple substances, alcohol, that tobacco, marijuana, and I've helped him launch his dream business. And so I've helped him create an LLC and start to get in a business incubator for making a prototype for an environmental uh, property tech solution for climate change, for capturing carbon. And I've helped him change his diets and build in wellness practices so that he doesn't get burnt out taking on the amount of stress that it will involve to start and launch a multimillion dollar business.
0: Pardon the interruption. This podcast is brought to you by Ellos Growth, the client acquisition partner for ambitious business coaches and consultants who want to grow their business by attracting their ideal client rather than chasing after them. So if you want to differentiate yourself and elevate yourself from others in your industry, and you want to expand your reach and visibility in your specific target market, go ahead and click in the description of the video or the show notes to go ahead and watch a video on how you can achieve just that. Now let's get back into the show. What were the symptoms, for that, in that specific example, what were the symptoms that, how did, first of all, how did he or she, he, I think, uh, find out about you? And what were the, the symptoms that he was feeling or she was feeling, I think that he, he was feeling that got him to look for a solution and how did they find out about you? That's what I'm curious to find out.
1: Yeah. So that's probably my weakest link is how people find out about me. And that's what I'm learning how to do. That's my other growth curve is being visible and also learning marketing. But um, he found out about me because I was helping him graduate from college with writing political papers and writing papers on international affairs. And then his mom was pushing him to get a job. And he realized that he didn't want to work for someone else and he couldn't stomach being in a job and so i was like okay what what would you like to do if you don't want a job what do you want to do and he told me about his vision i'm like okay let's go for it let's try for it like and so we started to map out how to grow this business of his and his he's he's a young adult he's 25 and so his mom is supporting him financially at this point because he literally went through many, 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 many challenges. It's a a complete miracle that he is actually to the degree of capacity that he's at right now because it was, I don't even know the full story, but I know that it was was quite bad, his, his situation before. So he's developing and this is a process. Life is a process. It's not a destination. Growing your business is not a destination. It's a process. And so you need to be balanced yourself in most times of day and week in order to grow your business and so I work with clients at the foundational level so that they can grow because if you don't have a foundation you can't build a skyscraper you need to actually have foundational practices so that you will not burn out and not make a big challenge
0: is it possible in your opinion or experience is it possible to not have the foundation you're referring to but be successful in life. What I mean by life is business, relationships, and health.
1: No. It's not possible. It what happens is is it will come it will come to you in some way that you're gonna need to change. So if you don't have those foundational practices in place, you're gonna burn out or you are going to have a health challenge. Like right now, he's having a health challenge for having a really a really fatty diet for many years when Mm -hmm. he was a teenager and it's coming at him and it so life will make you change it'll make you shift your ways and he says to me I never imagined myself that I would be drinking green juice and eating like greens and salads because he has a lot of he didn't want to he didn't want to eat foods that were touching each other and things with strange textures. And so, like his diets completely changed because it had to change because he was getting unhealthy. So these things sort of come to you most most entrepreneurs that I know and a lot of people in career positions, they are getting either burnt out, they're quiet quittings or they are they're, Treading really strongly, keeping their head above water with kids, a relationship, but something's going to give. The relationship's going to give. Like, you might get divorced. You might have, you might have like a a large challenge. And so, if you don't have stress management practices, if you don't have some degree of like positive intelligence, like a, a really strong mindset, if you don't have a healthy, healthy, relationship with yourself it's going to come back in some way
0: what you're saying is true i mean not 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 saying it like that but i've also experienced that from working with a lot of my clients who are uh, for the most part um senior level in corporate, in the corporate world uh, it's just interesting or maybe this sad for me to see that in in the surface they look really established a lot of folks in the organization look up to them but they're not really happy. I call it the, I call it the golden, um, what do you call it? The golden handcuff as far as the, the good, good salaries. You know, they have like a cottage, uh, good, house, beautiful house, beautiful looking at it from the outside. But from the inside, they're not the, the happiest people. I'm not saying I'm not being, uh, stereotypical and everything. I'm just, I'm not saying in general, but at least. Most people, most the the percentage is a lot higher than that than I had thought. So, and that's those are the f- folks that I'm also thinking about when I'm thinking, okay, the person look strong because they have to be strong at work. They're the C levels, the VP, the director, whatever the case may be. But so if they have to show that strong face, but not just at the office, but also at home, go back to the wife, go back to or the spouse, whatever, they go back to the um, the kids. They don't have no place where they get a sanctuary where they could basically let it all out you know what i mean and it gets to the point sometime where you know that the balance that i like to refer to is missing but i'm really trying to figure out what are the signs and i think you touched on it but also who to talk to because there's so much help right they can basically look for a coach but what kind of coach there's a performance coach there's a life coach there's a this coach there's that I mean, there's so much, I'm just trying to think, think what was the easiest path for someone who was in that situation, right? You've been successful, you are successful, no matter if it's business or corporate life, but at the same time, something is slowly creeping in and slowly growing, like this coffer is slowly growing. Um, But anyways... That's, that's what I have in mind. The question that I have for you, the second part of my question from earlier was the drama. You touched a lot about drama. And I also hear a lot in talking to people and watching uh, the, the live stories of a lot of successful people is their success came from drama, maybe not drama from a actually, yeah, drama from different standpoint. So I'm just trying to think how Is there a formula? Is there a way to turn that drama negative experience into something positive that boosts you, that motivates you to take over the world, so to speak?
1: Two very great questions. Um, So much complexity there. I'll answer the second one first, and your mindset in many ways. And so if the same situation can happen to an entire different it's entire room of people and everyone's going to interpret it differently and it's going to depend on your relationship to yourself like any form of traumas that you have any form of what's your relationship to growth what's your relationship to challenge what's your level of confidence and it if you are in a strong mental and in place in your heart you can take on all sorts of challenges. It can it can be a form of a game. It can be a playful, you know, how am I going to solve this deep thing? And instead of having it be chaos and like a big drama in a bad way, it becomes it becomes a challenge. And back to your original question, coming from drama to transformation, I think the greatest drama that can really help for your growth is maybe other people not believing in you and you trying to prove other people wrong that I'm going to do this thing that other people are doubting or other people say can't happen and stuff like that. But that's also a mindset thing, because if you have never experienced love, if you've never really understood that you have capacity or you have this ability you might not believe in yourself and you might doubt yourself and doubt is something more vicious than any virus and any bacteria out there <laughs> like it will cripple everything and so you can achieve anything if you really believe in yourself i'm not saying it's going to happen in the next 5 minutes or tomorrow but it's a question of applying yourself towards the thing that you that you want to do and you want to achieve, and it's just going to take effort, concentrated, dedicated effort, and it's a process. So that's the, that's the answer. to The first question is: is uh, anything can be accomplished, and drama is a great way to shift it in an experience that will set a conviction in you that you're going after something. But it depends on the depends on the foundation of your building. If you can sustain that level of change, so if you have a crippled leg, you're not going to be able to add an extra twenty pounds on yourself and like carry five children on your back.
0: No, absolutely. That's that's a question that I've been uh, asking myself for a long time. That. I think you touched on it. Two siblings could be raised in the same household, have been brought up the same, uh, but one could turn out being a very successful, whatever the definition of success is, and the other one could be the failure, whatever the definition of failure is. And at that point in time, is there something that the parents could have done or is just basically, no, your personality and nobody can manufacture or can, can massage the personality. One could argue I was having a conversation a couple of days ago with somebody and they were saying that uh, you can argue the most successful successful from the perspective of wealth and all that people in the world, or maybe the most um insecure people, right? So how do you turn that insecurity into success or into working hard? <clears throat> or you can versus that insecurity could kill you, could eat you from the inside. Now uh, those are the variables that that are interesting for me to to try and find out and trying to the because if there's a formula or if there's there are ways to to i'm sure there are ways that, and i'm still learning obviously talking to all the beautiful experts that you guys are but if there's a way then you can go out and help out people right just say okay i've gone through that i was this i was that and this how this came out but yeah, change come from inside no matter what, from at least from what I've gathered from my tiny experience around life. You come from inside. You can have the best support system, you can have the best um individual around you. If from within you don't want it, you, it will not happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Formulas is, I mean, that's that's such a beautiful that's a beautiful point right there. Change won't happen unless you want it. And that's what I always ask my clients. Like, do you want Do you want this? Because you're going to have to want this. Because honestly, your saboteurs, all sorts of forces inside of yourself are going to try to keep you stuck in so many ways. And you have to really want something to change. Like I had my dream job. I had a dream life. And I dropped all of it because I realized the dream was actually a vicious nightmare. And that's, I mean, to go back to your question of how do you know when something is wrong? it involves perspective because i didn't realize that i was in a relationship that was not helpful for my growth and i didn't realize that the job that i had my career was killing me slowly so perspective and oh you can get perspective by by doing things to make you grounded and to make your nervous system relax and most people are doing things to relax that are not actually really relaxing like people say tv is relaxing or working out is relaxing but you need more than working out and you need more than just whatever these distractions are you need a way for The part of yourself that has not had a chance to be expressed, to be expressed. And that's what kills us slowly from the inside is not expressing the part of ourselves that we want to that we that we need to express, to be seen and to be heard, so that we will feel that we are enough because we are our own worst enemy. And Hmm. we create most of our own challenges, most of our misery by by how we anticipate and project our pain onto others, and then we think that we're going to get a certain response in a certain way, and the other person might have a completely different perspective, completely
0: different. And talking about, I think the word you use is expressing or sharing that, from my tiny experience, again, I've noticed that you have to be careful who you share that with. For example, me, my default behavior now, versus before is more so when there's a discomfort when there's something that is not happening the way i want it to happen it's a good thing it means that hey i need to fight harder. it means that if i really want it i need to sacrifice more i need to go more i need to push 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 now if i share that with somebody who's of the opinion that no it's a sign that you need to stop then if, you know what i mean i may not reach that goal or achieve that thing versus if i share that with somebody who's after of, of the same opinion they'd be like oh, okay it's a good thing just keep on pushing here's how you can overcome that so it's I, I think you kind of summarized it earlier by saying it's there's no formula it really depends on a bunch of things around your environment i think you said your personality i think you said all of that but i'm still curious to know you know yeah is it is a muscle that you need to work on since you're a life coach your entire life to figure out, okay, cause I know years ago, maybe decades ago, I was not really that like that, but the more I've learned and experienced things, I'm coming to the point where, you know, if I really want it, if the next person could have it, I could have it. I just need to work hard, but it might not necessarily be the, the best thing, but at least that's how I'm kind of wired or wiring myself uh, the, this last couple of years.
1: I I came from a hustle culture, and I came from a push harder, push harder, and so I actually have to work extra hard to be soft and work extra hard to slow down. It took me two years to listen to a chiropractor telling me to go slow, and I was defining slow in a completely different way than they were defining slow. I used to go to five parties in one day, like maybe 10 years ago, and I would do all these different things and I would wouldn't even have enough time to eat and then going slow was maybe just doing eight hours of activities and like volunteering on a Mustang sanctuary and going to here and going to there and I had no idea how stressed out I was I had no idea how jacked my nervous system was and I had no idea that I had PTSD at one point like I mean now I know but the point is is that we don't always know what's going on inside of ourselves and we don't know what is going to show up in the next moments of stress. And it's not something to be afraid of. These things aren't coming because you're cursed or because like there's some person that wants to hurt you up to the sky or something. It's none of that. It's more like uh, this you're you're a container of stuff. And at some point this container of experiences and everything is going to be too full, and the universe will send you a nice way or a not nice way to um, to allow yourself to have more stuff fit in that nice, lovely container that you call your life and your in yourself. So. Mm-hmm i can relate to all that you're saying and i have lived those two different ways i've lived like the hustle sort of way and go harder push harder um um determination gets everything and right now i'm being determined to go very 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 slow and to not let myself do as much as i know i could do because my nervous system needs a break from all of that so these are really great topics and sometimes you get maxed out and that maxed out might get to a point where you really need to take it a lot slower.
0: I think as you were elaborating, there's maybe something, maybe the obvious came to mind, which is that if internally I'm not able to decipher or differentiate that between the attention, with the attention being good as in go ahead, that's a good sign, push versus stop. One of the ways I could probably look at it is from the inside. So how, is my, how are my relationships with my friends, families, a family co-worker? If, if I get external signs from them, whatever, whichever way it is, it could be verbal, it could be nonverbal, that, hey, something is going, not going right. Maybe that could be a sign that something's going on. Or my health. If I'm, th- and that's, I think the importance of having regular checkups. I think you touched on that just now when you talk about your story with the chiropractor. That could be an external sign that something is wrong because maybe internally, I'm, I'm, my mindset is go 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 go. But if I'm being humble enough, I want to say humble for lack of a better word, but le- humble enough to listen to the outside signs or indicator that basically hinting that oh, okay, you have a abnormal lower back pain that you've been having for the past couple of years, a month, then maybe that could be a sign. So yeah, as you were elaborating and talking, that's something that came to mind. I was like, Oh, okay. That, that could be a sign.
1: Yeah, for sure. Your health is definitely a sign. And, uh, the nervous system is basically an expression of your spirit and the nervous system is how, stressed out you are it's how you can take on more stress and so like some simple indicators could be what is your inner monologue like like and sometimes you can't even track what your inner monologue is like but if you're having some sort of like it's hard to track the thoughts it's hard to say but if there's a thought like I'm not enough or I I'm not doing this well but if you had a way to track every negative thing you say about yourself or oh I'm so bad at this or oh I I don't know how to do this and if there's a lot of negative ways that you're speaking about yourself there's definitely an element of, of limitation that's there that can show that something needs to be shifted and that can be shifted with positive intelligence with art therapy and a few other topics but you could look at your relationships like Is your spouse actually really happy? I can tell you that I had a conversation with a a good friend of mine who thinks he's doing deep inner work and he confessed to me because people often do that, that he thought that he was being a good husband and being a good uh, father and he just didn't realize how stressed out he was. He was driving about two and a half hours each day to get to San Francisco to, to work. For his amazing company that he owns and he had trained his kids to like have him wait to eat and to rest before they talk to him and share their their joys of the day and he was so burnt out from the driving and the working that he couldn't be there for his family and he finally realized that recently and he's he's shifting it and so you might think everything's fine and your partner and your spouse might tell you everything is Fine, but fine is a four letter word that's worse than any other curse word because it's not really addressing what is actually happening inside of you. And so like you might think, Oh, I have no emotions, or my emotions are fine and normal. A lot of people are disembodied, they're they're not in their bodies, they're not present because of a, a flight or flight response inside of themselves. And they have no idea that they're actually a mess. I didn't know that I didn't want to get married to the person that I was actually married to. We were planning a wedding. We were already married, but I didn't realize it until someone asked me, what are you procrastinating about, my teacher? And I was like, oh gosh, I'm procrastinating about planning a wedding. Mm. And there's so many things to unpack when there's something that you're procrastinating on. And when you procrastinate, it's, Saying there's a part of me that doesn't feel like I can do this. There's a part of me doubting myself. There's a part of me doubting the situation. There's a part of me that is not wanting to walk into this. And sometimes you honor it as a gift. And sometimes you see it as something
0: to work on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as we're about to wrap up now, the question that I want to leave us with is, as far as you're concerned, and if there's somebody listening and watching this, and I know we touched on it, but I still want to, what are some of the signs for you specifically that let's just say I'm listening and watching this? What some of the signs that signs that if I feel or if I receive or if I have, I should be getting in touch with Stephanie? Can you just give me that uh, that that paint that picture of? of symptoms
1: Hmm. of symptoms the symptoms can look like so many different things it's hard to pinpoint exactly but what is your relationship with your phone i think is the number one telltale sign for me like are you scrolling incessantly are you on your phone all the time how do you feel about turning off your phone how do you feel about turning off in general like how do you feel when you shut your eyes like when you go to bed at night, do you have a thousand thoughts going through your head of all the things you have to do and all the different ways you didn't accomplish your goals? And if you have that type of negative self chatter, pretty much on track to burnout. I hate to say it, but you are on track to burnout. And I know people who literally couldn't do anything for three years. Because they were so burnt out, you do not want to get to that point of burnout. <laughs> you just don't. Mm. You want to make you want to be in balance as best as you can. I actually help people to balance their businesses and balance themselves with some degree of burnout. So you don't you don't have to stop. You just have to start to have a better relationship with your needs, your emotions, and your expectations and if your expectations aren't trying to like hang you every um every day you have a better chance of running your business you have a better chance of not beating yourself up so relationship with your phone relationship with yourself um how you turn off and if turning off is watching tv and maybe just playing sports but there's no nature and there's no maybe meditation, or there's no ability to self-reflect, that's when you, if you can't self-reflect in a, in a good way, what happens is, is you can get blindsided with how things are actually going. So self-reflection is the number one skill, like being able to say, these are my faults. These are the things I need to work on. I am excited to work on these issues and these faults that I have. I love myself for these faults and I am okay with me in this way and I can work with this and then I can help you develop a better relationship with yourself better better chat with yourself so that you can achieve your goals at a deeper level rather than torturing yourself because we're living in a really crazy frat party of a hustle culture where everyone is just trying to prank everyone else to keep hustling but we're all sort of killing ourselves slowly by staying in that mindset. We don't have to kill ourselves to run our business. We can do it in a nice, measured way.
0: And can you draw me the picture of, if you go back to your career as a coach and helper? can you think about a client that you had that was really a wrong fit or bad fit that you would not, Yes, they had those symptoms or maybe they didn't, but it was not great. So trying to figure out who should not come your way now that we know who should come your way.
1: <laughs> That's a fun question. Someone who does not want to change, someone who doesn't want to change and someone who wants to keep doing their stuff and wasting their time and wasting, uh, just wasting their life force. So I, I had a dream Uh, in 2010 that I had to give up a whole bunch of things. I had to give up alcohol, dairy, um, coffee, sugar, and wheat. I could have been that person that said, it's almost Christmas. Why do I need to give these things up now? I can wait another month or so. What's, What's the point? This is so inconvenient. I listened to the dream and I gave up all those things even though it was really hard. Because I knew that my health was going to be compromised if I didn't give up those things. And so if you're the type of person that wants to run towards your goals, and if you're the person that wants to run towards like a most expressive and enlightened and beautiful version of yourself, I want to work with you. If you like being in your misery and you're not ready to get out of that yet, I might not be the right person for you because I'm going to challenge you and I am going to help you get where you need to go cuz i am relentless about committing myself to your future towards your goals towards your desires and that's who i am i it might seem like i want to like take a a backwards stance and not actually motivate and do things i'm actually very motivated but i'm also very motivated to relax and i know what happens if you don't do these things in yourself i like i relived a um a trauma from being in a war zone in 2008 in 2020 so that's 12 years later so things from 12 years before can come back and hit you if you don't if you don't integrate them so that's why i have this approach towards balance in my life
0: and if i'm that person that is liking what they're hearing what you're saying resonating with me how can we get a hold of you and how can we find out more about you if you're just curious?
1: Excellent. My website is www.catalyzinginspiration.com and my social media is uh, Instagram, Catalyzing Inspiration. My LinkedIn is my first name and my last name, Stephanie Kilborn. And I'm on YouTube with Catalyzing Inspiration and I have a Facebook group. For catalyzing inspiration. So, those are some of the ways. And if you go to my website, there's a really great free offer for a a way to integrate your day. It's a gratitude journal. So, there's a nice little
0: journal on there for you. Beautiful. I'm going to put all these resources below in the description. But I wanted to thank you for your time. This was a great conversation. Hopefully, every single one had great value out of this, I surely did, uh, I'll be more aware of the need for me to be balanced. Excellent.
1: Balance is is the new sliced bread. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Beautiful. Thanks for your time, Stephanie. Have Thanks a good one. You so much.